0: Score with the Jim Allen group
1: at the Jagadvantage.com. Equal Housing Opportunity. Welcome to the WREL Daily Download. I'm Grace Holland, and today we're talking about mining. Not of coal or gold, but of a metal called lithium. It's used in a lot of green technology, and a Charlotte-based company wants to mine it in the western part of our state. WREL climate change reporter Liz McLaughlin joins us and has been following this story. Liz, thanks for being here. Thanks so much for having me. So what is lithium, for our viewers who don't know, and how can
2: it be used? So it's a soft silvery metal, and it gives batteries more life and allows them to hold a longer charge. So it really emerged as this dominant battery chemistry because of its performance, and it's also very lightweight. Um, A lithium-ion battery is likely powering the device you're using right now to listen to this podcast. And the demand has just surged, in part because of clean energy timelines from climate change goals, including more battery storage for things like solar and wind in the clean energy transition, and getting more electric vehicles on the road.
1: And how common is lithium as a resource in our
2: state? So the Charlotte region actually has a lot of prominence. Um, in this area, and it's kind of the result of a combination of geology and history, there's this mile-wide band of minerals, and it's known as the tin spodumene Belt. Um, it runs from Lincolnton through Gasson County to Kings Mountain, um, all along this South Carolina border. Um, spodumene is this rocky mineral. It contains lithium. Um, and mining companies developed hard rock mining to extract it, which could then be refined. So this mine in particular in Kings Mountain was started in the 1930s um, by a predecessor of Albemarle, and actually was used, um, the lithium-6 was used in the Manhattan Project um, for the first hydrogen bomb. Wow,
1: that's that's quite a history that this this mine has. So who is this company? You mentioned the name Albemarle. So who are they? We know they're Charlotte-based. What else can you tell us about them?
2: Sure. So Albemarle is based in Charlotte, but it's actually a global lithium company and the largest producer in the U.S. It has another mine in Silver Peak, Nevada, and that's the only other lithium mine that's currently operating in the U.S. Um, Albemarle has a few other mines around the world, including in Argentina, but those are all brine deposits, um, including that one in Nevada. So basically the reason um, that Kings Mountain was sort of shut down was because these brine deposits um, became a much easier way to get the lithium out of it. It's in salt water, and essentially you take steps to evaporate out the water so the lithium gets more and more concentrated, um, and it's just much cheaper than trying to get it out of that rock. Um, so supply is an issue that we're just trying to get in front of um, as a country, as an industry. Um, the International Industry Agent, International Energy Agency, excuse me, um, predicts that this is going to be a 40% increase in demand by 2040. So that's a big. Uh, push for companies like Albemarle to try to venture into expanding their mine footprint.
1: And you visited this mine in particular. So what stood out to you when you
2: visited there? What can you tell us about it? Um, so like I kind of touched on earlier, you know, it was a mine before. This is not creating a new mine. It closed in about 1988. Um, and that's just because, again, those cheaper uh, sources of lithium were found. But since we've seen this demand skyrocket, the price of lithium skyrocket, so it, it became a more economically viable resource to try to tap into. Um, visiting the mine when you see it, it I don't know what I pictured, maybe just something kind of ugly and rocky and gross, but it looks like this, it looks like a lake. It looks like this kind of beautiful rocky cliff um, because the pit, about 160 feet 63 feet deep, um, has filled with rainwater. So it's just kind of this a uh, pit full of water with lots of greenery on the outside and, and it's very clear, like clean water, because it's just collected rainwater. And all uh, since 1988, all these fish and plants have sort of made this area home um, over this resource. And there's actually a trail that kind of goes around, um, part of a trail system that goes around this. So there has been some concern from community members, um, you know, about potentially moving this into a usable mine. Again, that that recreation area would be lose, uh, would be lost. But um, they're going to empty it in the coming months. So that's already, the trajectory has started. Albemarle kind of announced the intention to try to reopen this mine last year. And um, probably within the next two months, they're going to be emptying it. It's 1.8 billion gallons of rainwater. They have to get out of there. So that's going to be quite a project um, and take maybe 18 months on its own. Um, They're doing feasibility assessments right now, too, to just assess the environmental impact, community outreach to make sure um, that it's you know, that there's a solution that fits with the community that lives right there. Um, And it could be operational as soon as the end of 2026.
1: Wow, that is a pretty quick timeline. One question I have with that is you mentioned that there's been more efficient ways uh, to get the lithium um, that this company has done in other areas. Are they able to sort of transition this mine to being those newer ways of doing it?
2: So it's actually just the way that the lithium is deposited. So it's not necessarily okay. a different method, but it's a different, you know, lithium is in this rock um, and you can see it actually layered in the side when you're at the mine, looking up at the cliffside. you can see these layers. Um, it's called pegmatite deposits. And so you can, that's, it's just a harder process to get the lithium out of there as opposed to when it's in salt water. Okay. Gotcha. All right, Liz, well, let's take a break
1: and we'll be right back.
0: It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, SI, and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Jumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Jumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino's home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. report prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+. Okay, and
1: we're back. So Liz, what would be the economic impact of reopening this lithium mine, given how much it looks like this is going to grow over the next decade?
2: And again, yeah, it's just more lucrative now. And we're really looking at a supply crisis, perhaps. there There is such a demand for lithium. And um, resource independence is also another big incentive here. The mine reopening project is actually getting $90 million dollars um, a critical minerals grant from the U.S. Department of Defense um, because, you know, there's a goal on a federal level to try to have more of these resources and not just lithium cobalt and other, other things as well that we're going to need just in the clean energy transition In again, just laptops, electronics, you know, the, the technological functioning of our society. Um, there's a big push to try to have more of that domestically sourced. Right now, China is responsible for about 70% of lithium-ion battery production in the world. So that's a big push here. And just the mine in Kings Mountain could produce enough raw materials to yield about 50,000 metric tons of processed lithium each year. So that's enough to supply batteries for 1.2 million electric vehicles each year.
1: And with that much lithium being produced, do we know how many jobs this
2: could potentially create? You know, they It's been a big growth already. Um, In the Charlotte and Kings Mountain region, I think Albemarle has about 1,100 employees. That's up 85% just over the last two years. Um, So it's already growing. That's before the opening of the mine. Um, And they say they plan to hire 700 more people um, in just the coming year. And that's all before the mine is even opened and feasibility projects are still underway. So, So it could have a big Um, you know, economic impact just here in the state, too.
1: And what is the process from mining this lithium, particularly since it is this older method, um, from extracting it until it ends up being used in a cell phone or something else?
2: Yeah, so um, this pegmatite um, contains spodumene, and it is... um, We looked at core samples and were able to touch them at the mine, Um, and it's really interesting. She compared it to a chocolate chip cookie, and basically they have to get the dough out, that's the misogyny, and then they have to get the chocolate chips out, the lithium. So that involves quite a process. There'll be some blasting, Um, and so that's part of the environmental assessment to see about the dust or noise um, and the impact there, you know, drilling, hauling, so basically have to chunk this stuff up into small enough um, pieces to haul it away, and then it's uh, processed to be able to extract that and that includes high temps so this is part of the um you know little algorithm when we're looking at climate change the clean energy transition is important electric vehicles you know decarbonizing transportation is important but what is the impact of that process of extracting it because about 40 percent of the impact there of the greenhouse gas emissions of getting lithium is just from the mining process alone. Um, It is still worth it. I spoke with um, a global supply chain um, professor at Northwestern University who said, you know, we dug into the numbers and the lifetime use of an electric vehicle over a gas vehicle is worth getting the lithium out. But it is something to consider. And, you know, still having that we need this resource, but how can we do it in a way that's most efficient, most environmentally friendly, gets the most resource with the least economic impact.
1: Right and that sounds like something that folks who live around there are really concerned about given that like you said it's this really nice nature area right now but it's not probably going to look like that for much longer.
2: Yeah and again it's just part of a trail that goes near it. I mean it's still owned you know it's not like people are going out there with boats and going fishing right. right. So it's not, not we're not losing a park to this. It wasn't um, you know, a recreational area before, but it's just very beautiful. And like I said, part of the trail would be disrupted if this reopened as a mine, but obviously there are other environmental concerns, um, groundwater impacts, dust noise, as I mentioned. Um, and they really are, I have to say, I was really impressed with the company's ability to, um, they started this a long time ago and even doing these tours. So, um, not just media, if, if you wanted to go check out the lithium mine, next time you're in Charlotte, a few days a week, they take people out there. So, and they'll answer questions, have a combo about it, um, show you the footprint of the mine and how it's going to change, which should be deeper, for instance, not necessarily wider. Um, So not really taking up a bigger footprint than it does now. There's already a processing plant on site um, and, you know, that might get a little bigger, but they really are taking steps. And in the U.S., um, it's a little bit more of a concern um, as far as economic impact in other countries because South America is such a lucrative source that just doesn't, quite frankly, have the same protections that we do here. Um, there there are a lot of regulations to make sure that the impacts are, you know, as well as they can be. Um, but dust, noise, groundwater, contamination are the main concerns.
1: And what are the next steps for lithium mining's future in our state? Um, so actually, there's.
2: it's not just Albemarle. There is another uh, in the same area, Piedmont, um Lithium, which is a Belmont-based company, is also uh, looking in the permitting process right now um, to to reopen a mine there as well. So um, it's not just Albemarle. So so that and that might be on a sooner trajectory. Again, the first up, they're going to be draining the water out of this. That's going to be quite a hefty um, process. Continuing those environmental feasibility assessments and um, going through the permitting process will be an ordeal. Uh, but it's a ten-year permit. If and when they do get that, um, that they'll have to renew every 10 years um, and then just doing the construction preparation for the actual extraction. Um, So again, I think the earliest that it could be operational would be late 2026.
1: Alright, well Liz, thank you so much for joining me today. And thank you for listening to the WREL Daily Download. You can find more podcasts from WREL News at WREL.com. Search podcast for sport from sports to true crime. There are plenty of shows to keep you informed and entertained. Thanks for listening.
0: 18 plus.